What's going on, everybody? This is DeVore. You are tuning in to the Not For Debate podcast. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Also, go ahead and be sure to follow us on our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, we just recently just added the TikTok page, too, as well. Now, as you can see, I did delay the the pod a little bit. Well, fifteen minutes later than usual. I was watching the was watching the Brooklyn Nets and the uh, Dallas Mavericks game. Uh, goodness gracious, <laughs> utter disappointment! Another ticket blown. Um, be sure to go ahead and excuse me. This episode of the Not for the Bay podcast is brought to you by uh, Bet Us where upon sign-up, you can receive over 125% in bonuses by clicking the link in the description and using the promo code JOIN125. Okay, so back back to the Brooklyn Nets and the Dallas Mavericks, right? So I ended up putting together, I ended up probably making, this is probably like my highest bet I've ever made. I put down $40. So as far as tonight's games are concerned, I ended up having taken the Denver Nuggets to win. All these are money lines, by the way. The Brooklyn, excuse me, the New York Knicks to win, the Brooklyn Nets to win, the Milwaukee Bucks to win, and the Golden State Warriors to win. So by the time it was probably down to like the last two minutes of the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets game, it was already in that the that the the Nuggets won and the Knicks won. Probably my biggest concern was probably the Knicks because they can be a little, they can be up and down sometimes. And I was like, if I can get past the Knicks, like it's almost, if I can get the Knicks to win their game tonight, I'm almost guaranteed that I'll be able to hit this ticket. Now, back to the, back to the Brooklyn Nets and the Dallas Mavericks. We go into the four. We going into the second half. Obviously, the game is close, and we in in the third quarter, um, the the role players around Kevin Durant started to step up during the course of the game. Um, Clax, Claxton got some open buckets because of the fact that the Dallas Mavericks. I think they came into this game came into this game and literally was like, uh, anybody but Kevin Durant is going to beat us tonight, and. The Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets offensively stepped up as far as the role players. Uh, Bruce Brown, Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, Patty Mills all stepped up, especially uh, especially Claxton. I really like Claxton as a player. He's going to be a nice energy guy coming off the bench uh, in the playoffs. But I'm thinking going into the fourth quarter, we've got what, like a, maybe a maybe a 10 point lead, something like that going into the fourth quarter. Luka Doncic is on the bench. 
which, by the way, Luka Doncic was balling as well at 37 points. I'm thinking, okay, Luka Doncic is on the bench. This is our opportunity, as in the Brooklyn Nets, to pull away and and take this game. Unfortunately, the Dallas Mavericks ended up coming back and ended up making a close game again. So I'm like, man, they was able to do this without without Luka Doncic on the court. So he comes back into the game. And I'm and I'm thinking like at some point, like I don't even think the Brooklyn Nets can rely on these on rely on these the supporting cast right here as far as getting reliable shots. But we're gonna see where this goes. But it's just some of the looks that the Brooklyn Nets supporting cast had tonight, just to have just to have the threat of a Kevin Durant on the floor. Like just gets you thinking, like really, let's let's say they lift they they lift the mandate in Brooklyn and Kyrie's able to play. And I know I've been an avid supporter of Ben Simmons. And he's at some point he's able to play. But the Brooklyn Nets are going to be a very, very hard team to beat. Now, Seth Curry too as well. I totally almost forgot about Seth Curry because him able to spot up, get some open looks can be a big help for the Brooklyn Nets too as well. So they're, they're going to be a very, very tough team to beat in the playoffs if everybody can come back healthy and everything falls into play, into place uh, moving forward as we progress to, towards the playoffs. But yeah, I had I, I, I had to uh, go ahead and extend the time on a look 15 minutes just for me to just for me to watch the end of this game because it was like it was amazing. I believe it was like less than a minute left. KD went down, went down the court uh took a uh ended up going around the screen and ended up shooting a shooting a three ball with two defenders in his face and then it ends it ends with Luka Doncic finding uh Spencer Dinwiddie in the corner and ends up shooting a game winner and the Mavericks end up winning the game oh oh my goodness it that is just disappointing and I, like I said this is probably the the most amount of money that I've all that I've placed on a bet thus far this year, as far as the M- NBA game, I literally put down forty dollars. Usually, I do like a little five dollar tickets, so I don't lose anything. And if I did, I'll be able to get my money back. But that's a that's a tough loss. It was all, I, I I literally went for the gusto. It was either all or nothing tonight, and it was nothing. I literally just got the twenty dollars back yesterday off of the. I want to say who who played last night. Was it? I want to say was it, I think it was the Timberwolves last night. I'm not, I'm not sure. Let me. I, I got to go back and look at it. I, I really got to go back and look at it. But yeah, already started. They already started the show on a on a on a on a downward note. That game literally just took the life out of me because that was a, a very very crucial uh, forty dollars. But topics of discussion. We going into what. Or this is coming down to the end of NFL free agency day three. Quite a few moves happened uh, today. Um, definitely, we're going to be getting into that Von Miller, that Von Miller Buffalo Bills deal that was just outrageous. If we're being completely honest with each other, obviously the Chandler Jones, the Chandler Chandler Jones signing to the to the Las Vegas Raiders, to Darius Smith to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's just 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 looking at just looking at free agency right now like it just looks like the AFC 
particularly the AFC West is looking extremely dangerous right now. I know we didn't get the opportunity to to, to cover free agency early on in the week. It's been a very, very, a very, very busy week. But just to just just kick it off with the Buffalo Bills signing Von Miller. I'm just it was a it was a six year contract over a hundred and twenty million dollars, fifty one point five guaranteed, and forty five million fully guaranteed at signing. So that was that was the main thing that I was looking for. To be honest, was what was the what was the guaranteed money for Von Miller, and considering the fact that Von Miller was well is right now he's thirty he's going to be thirty three on the twenty sixth of March. So we're looking at a six-year deal, so he'll be 39 by the time his contract expires. They're, they're investing a lot of money into Von Miller to create pressure for the Buffalo Bills uh, for the next several years. Now, the Buffalo Bills have invested a lot of a lot of draft capital in, 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 in pass rushes over the last couple of years. Talking about uh, Epinesa uh, this past year with Gregory Russo. So like you bringing in you bringing in Von Miller, which I'm like like I'm 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 knocking the contract. I'm not gonna sit here and, and knock Von Miller. I'm not gonna like you never know. This man might be able to keep up this level of of intensity for the next six years. Who knows? But that's a big huge investment in in a in a pass rusher that is about to be 33 years old this month. Um. So this 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 past postseason. For the Los Angeles Rams, Von Miller was had a forty one point five percent win rate, pass rush win rate, and that was like the highest in NFL history. So I'm I'm assuming that's that that has a lot to do with the fact that they ended up giving him over six years over one hundred and twenty twenty million. Now we all know how dominant we all know how dominant Von Miller can be. We can go back to that Super Bowl versus the Carolina Panthers. We ended up winning a Super Bowl MVP, was just wreaking havoc. Uh, during the course of the game, the Carolina Panthers were unable to do anything during the course of the game. Um, 2.5 sacks, like I said, ended up getting the, getting the MVP award uh, for the Denver Broncos. So, again, like $120 million. That's a big, huge investment for the Buffalo Bills. And that's and that's in and, and look out the rest of the AFC East, particularly my team the Miami Dolphins because of the fact that our offensive line hasn't been that great. And then they've added Von Miller is, 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 is huge. It's, it's, it's huge to add a Von Miller. It almost reminds me of, it almost reminds me of back in the day. Well, not exactly back in the day, but like maybe seven or eight years ago when the Buffalo bills ended up having Mario Williams and they had Jerry Hughes, that was those were some dogs to deal with on a regular basis. And like it, that it's almost like they're doing the exact same thing this go around because like they got a nice, they got a, actually got a nice little rotation going on here, uh, especially with Von Miller being one of the top pass rushers in the league. Um, so the Buffalo Bills ended up making another signing too as well today. They ended up signing, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end OJ Howard uh, to a one-year deal was worth 3.5 million. Now this this deal is very very well this signing is very interesting. 
And this just gives Josh Allen another weapon on offense. When you look at it, like I like Dawson Knox as a tight end. Like I feel like he started to come into his own uh, during the course of the 2021 season as it progressed. I believe like he had like a, a stretch where he ended up scoring had a little streak of scoring a touchdown in like like three or four games or something like that. And by you adding an OJ Howard, which at early on his career, OJ Howard was considered a, a a pretty a pretty good vertical threat for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now he's coming in as the the second guy on the on the second guy on the roster at the tight end position. Like I can see the Buffalo Bills coming out and running that 22 personnel. Uh, those of y'all that don't know where the 22 personnel is, is the two tight end set. Um, I could see them end up running that, that that quarterback, the quarterback blast that Josh Allen does, the quarterback keeper that they do, and having the two tight ends. Um, obviously having a, a dynamic tight end in OJ Howard and a Dawson Knox can cause mismatch issues. And like I said, coming out in that two, 22 personnel is going to make it a whole lot easier for the Buffalo Bills to, to be able to run the football. So the Buffalo Bills are, are, are was, was strong last year in 2020, 21, excuse me. But in 2022, that they come out even stronger due to the fact that they're going to be able to be so versatile, uh, what, what they can do on their offense. It's, 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 it's almost scary offensively and defensively how the Buffalo Bills have put this thing together, which reminds me, um, again, the Miami Dolphins got to do something here. Like it's, 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 it's like, I know we making moves in free agency. I'm not going to ignore that, but at the same time, we all know what the move that we want to go down is the Deshaun, what, what the Deshaun Watson situation, like we talking about, um, the Carolina Panthers interested. The Cleveland Browns just recently got interested. The Philadelphia Eagles are interested. I know, I know the uh Chris Greer for the Dolphins, the general manager, closed the door on the Deshaun Watson. But we're sitting here, we're looking at some of these moves that are going on in the AFC, and it's going to be very, very tough to compete with. So with the Cleveland Browns just being added to the list of the added to the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Quinte sent me a message today of a possible mock trade for Deshaun Watson, which was obviously just Deshaun Watson for Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, two first round picks and one second round pick. Now that the Cleveland Browns are added to the mix for the Houston Texans standpoint, to be honest with you, I think that is very, very beneficial for them. They have a lot of they have a lot of depth at a lot of positions, the Cleveland Browns, and they would be able to give give the Houston Texans a pretty a pretty good haul, and like just by just by reading these these three just three players, they can add a couple more players on the Cleveland Browns, and they wouldn't be hurting. And it's and it, and it gets me wondering, because of the fact that the whole situation the whole situation about Baker Mayfield today end up putting out like a, a a thank you 
a thank you post to the Cleveland Browns fans this today. So maybe he knows something that we don't. Not sure. But if the Cleveland Browns actually did pull the trigger on a trade for Deshaun Watson, again, it comes down to Deshaun Watson and what he wants to do because, again, he has that no trade clause. It is the Cleveland Browns an ideal situation you want to put yourself in? And again, it all comes down to the no trade clause of Deshaun Watson. We can sit here and we can talk about all the possible teams that 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 are interested in Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson has to approve those teams. And again, it goes back to the AFC is just getting more and more competitive. So let's go ahead and move over, move on to another team, which is the Las Vegas Raiders, who end up signing Chandler Jones. Who end up signing Chandler Jones to a $52.5 million deal for three years with $34 million guaranteed. Now, there's there's definitely a relationship there with Chandler Jones and and Mike McDaniels. I said, excuse me, not Mike McDaniels. Oh my goodness. Um oh my goodness. What is the what is the 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 ex New England Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels? Excuse me. Josh McDaniels. Considering how Josh McDaniels had Josh McDaniels has been in New England. The same with Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones got drafted by the New England Patriots in the first round out of Syracuse. Um, there's definitely a relationship there. By adding a Chandler, by adding a Chandler Jones to the Las Vegas Raiders, like we talking about consistent pressure on a regular basis. Thank you, Almighty Marv. Oh, that's Marv. Appreciate that, Marv. Uh, by adding a Chandler Jones to the Las Vegas Raiders. We're talking about consistent pressure on a regular basis. Again, Chandler Jones had another double digit, double digit sack season with 10 and a half at six forced fumbles and 41 tackles in 15 games. And literally, I think it was week one versus the Tennessee Titans. He ended up having what, what two sacks? Excuse me, five. I think it was five. Yeah, it was five sacks on Ryan Tannehill. I remember, yes, I remember. It was five sacks against Ryan Tannehill in week one. They end up taking the dub over the over the uh, the Tennessee Titans. So, like we talking about, in over the course of Chandler Jones's career, he's had seven double digit sack seasons. Seven. So now you 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 pair him up with Max Crosby, who led the league in in pressures last year with eighty two. The Raiders are going to be the Raiders. The Raiders pass rush is going to be crazy this year in two thousand twenty two. And what are they doing? What are the Denver Broncos doing? Because they just recently just added Khalil Mack. They all are trying to compete and beat the Chiefs, who is definitely going to be a tough team to, to knock off. So what what do you do? You gotta sit there, you gotta, you gotta send the attack dogs after after Patrick Mahomes. So you're looking at a, like looking at the pass rushes for the Raiders, Max Crosby, now Chandler Jones. 
the the Chargers. You got, excuse me, the Chargers. You got Khalil Mack and Nick Bosa. I mean Joey Bosa, excuse me. And then the Denver Broncos. You have Bradley Chubb. They recently just added Randy Gregory, and you got Reed. And obviously the secondaries. Well, I wouldn't say the secondary for the for the Raiders is there yet, but you look at the Denver Broncos secondary. We talking about Patrick Sertain, who they got out of Alabama last year. You got Kyle Fuller, uh, the ex uh, the ex Chicago Bear. You got uh, Ronald Darby, and then at the safety position you got you got um, Simmons, all pro safety. You look at the Chargers. Just looking at the Chargers on 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 paper right now. Goodness gracious, Khalil Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, and they went up getting J.C. Jackson in free agency. Uh, this free agency I was over eighty million or something like that. And then of course the rookie. Well, last year's rookie in two thousand twenty-one. You have Asante Samuel developing as a young, promising corner in the league. AFC West is going to be very, very interesting and competitive to watch for the 2022 season. Uh, who do you feel is winning free agency? Definitely, I feel like the Chargers are winning free agency right now. No, excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars. How could you forget about the Jacksonville Jaguars? The Jacksonville Jaguars, for sure, are winning free agency. Like, they're making moves, like adding Christian Kirk, um, Zay Jones, which I feel like is 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 a very very uh people don't look frown upon as Zay Jones, but he's going to be a nice little depth move for them. Um, and then of course them adding Brandon Scherf that was huge. So definitely, and then they have they added a linebacker too. I cannot pronounce his name to save my life from the from the Atlanta Falcons. I want to say it's like I'm not even going to attempt it. But yeah, they added him, and then they ended up cutting Miles Jack too in the process because I guess they want to they want to they want to be a more faster stop the a faster a faster defense. But the Jags are definitely going to be a very very a very very uh, interesting team to watch this year so the baltimore ravens they ended up making a big huge signing today too bringing Darius smith back to the baltimore ravens for a four-year 35 million dollar deal everybody is a little uh a little suspicious about the the baltimore ravens not making any moves well, more importantly, offensively, I felt like defensively, I felt like offensively was more a priority for the for the Ravens. Obviously, adding some offensive linemen depth, they had some they had some uh, blocking issues. Obviously, um, a lot of folks want to make the argument at the receiver position, but I keep telling people like like G Money all the time, Banks too as well. Like what perennial? wide receiver is going to want to go play with it with 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 Lamar Jackson this this offense is a run-based scheme oh excuse me a run the first team 
So how would a receiver would be expected to be expected to meet incentives and get their numbers if we if we're if the if the Baltimore Ravens are sitting here running the ball 45, 50 times a game? I guess a re- like it's literally a reason why the Baltimore Ravens lead the league in rushing almost every single year since Lamar Jackson has been the coach for I mean, for the, the the quarterback for the Ravens. And I'm seeing I'm seeing G Money right in the comment section change the offense. You can't change the offense if 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 that's the only thing that Lamar Jackson could do. Like one of the main my my biggest issues with Lamar Jackson is as far as his he's gonna have to evolve his game. Read coverage is better. Be able to run more of a pro style offense. Accuracy. Is an issue. The coach's the coach's job is to put players in the best possible situations to succeed, and that's and that's what the Baltimore Ravens are doing. If they if he's limited in just in that aspect of things, then what is what is the point of you bringing spending twenty million dollars a twenty year twenty million dollars a year? on a perennial receiver. I think currently sitting right now, I think Allen Robinson is the only one, only one left right now as far as being the best one. Oh, Jarvis Landry too as well. Are we talking, are we talking like, let's come Lamar, get, get, get the guys the ball. I think it's a waste of cap space. I really do. For them to end up getting a perennial receiver. It's harsh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. So, he's limited. He's very limited. You turn around and you look at, you turn around and you look at uh, some of the games that was, that been played where you've been put in passing situations. You're unable to, you're unable to, Put your team back in the game down by double digits. That's the, that's the thing with the Baltimore Ravens. If the Baltimore Ravens are down, if the Baltimore Ravens are down, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to get themselves back in the game passing the football. But we'll see. We'll see what what we'll see what what what, what Lamar brings to the table in 2022. We can sit back and go back and forth about this all we want to. But the ending result still the same. Opposing teams in the playoffs, they end up stacking the box, putting eight in the box, forcing Lamar Jackson to throw the football, and he's just unable to do it. Just unable to do it. So I wanted to be I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about uh the Pittsburgh Steelers for a minute. We're just approaching the, we're about to hit the 30-minute mark. So, the Mitchell Trubisky situation. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't like that signing, but I really do. Like, I really do. So, it was a two-year, $14 million deal. I like it. I don't, like, if if we if we were to pick our poison, if we were just to go ahead and just rank the 
the quarterbacks in free agency. Okay, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston. And it's actually, you know what? It might, I think it would be Trubisky would be second. And then it would be, it'll be Mitchell, Trubisky, it'll be, excuse me, Jameis Winston, number one. I feel like Jameis Winston was probably the best quarterback in free agency this year. Now, the question mark is, will Jameis Winston bounce back from that ACL tear? That's that's the question. So back to Mitchell Trubisky, right? Got drafted by got drafted by the New York Jets. Excuse me, the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry. Got drafted by the Chicago Bears. And had a very, very underwhelming stint with the Chicago Bears. Ended up losing his job to Nick Foles. Nick Foles ended up doing a pretty decent job for the Chicago Bears. But the record, it was 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 the surprising aspect of it. He was above 500 with that record. Like, I literally did not know that until recently. So I, they didn't pick up the they didn't pick up the fifth year option. The Chicago Bears didn't. And then this past year, he ended up with the Buffalo Bills. This year with the Buffalo Bills, uh, only time that Mitch Trubisky came in was during garbage time. And obviously he had that, that, that I guess you want to call it a revenge game in the preseason against the bears where he was like damn near perfect during the course of the preseason game. Again, it's preseason who cares, but I see a very, very similar skill set between Josh Allen and Mitchell Trubisky. This gave Mitchell Trubisky an opportunity to sit down and hold the clipboard with, with the ball, excuse me, with the, with the Buffalo bills and watch another a a fellow athlete like josh allen do what he does and i feel like that was probably the best thing that could happen to mitchell trubisky and i think you're going to see a totally different mitchell trubisky uh in 2022 if he wins the starting job for the baltimore ravens and he's going to definitely he's going to definitely do his thing now the baltimore ravens when you look at it the offensive line is a little bit shaky but the weapons though the weapons we talk about Najee Harris at the running back position uh Pat Fairmount Fair Fair Fairmount I hope I said that right that tight end Deontay Johnson Chase Claypool which I feel like he's like one dumbass decision away from being cut anyway but he's got some weapons to work with like don't get it twisted like he's got some weapons to work with a lot of people are are questioning, like, yo, where's Jimmy G? I'm sorry. Like, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just not a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, there have been multiple. Like, I, I get it. Conference championship. What, two out of the last three seasons? Two conference championships in two out of the last three seasons. So they didn't make the playoffs last year. They went to the Super Bowl the year before that. I get it. He's taking the team to the conference championship. But when you look at when you look at the San Francisco 49ers offense, 
It's a run-first team. A lot of play action involved in it. I really don't even think the Baltimore, excuse me, the, the San Francisco 49ers offense requires a very dominant quarterback of a uh, yeah, I don't think they re- they require a dominant quarterback at the position. As long as they'll be able to make the passes when they need to make them, I, I I feel like they would be I feel like they would be just fine. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of folks are disappointed that they, for example, the Washington Commanders chose Carson Wentz over Jimmy Garoppolo. Look. At, at the end of the day, we look at we look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He is a stationary quarterback who's very who's who's not mobile compared to a Carson Wentz. Yeah, he does play Russian roulette with all five of the bullets in the gun, but at the same time, he's able to he's able to move in and out the pocket, break the pocket, scramble, break some tackles. Yeah, the the the, the turnovers are definitely an issue. Like almost like the Russell Westbrook of the NFL right now. But he he provides mobility. Trey Lance, it's going to be exciting to see what he does with the San Francisco 49ers because of his mobility. Um another quarterback I wanted to, I wanted to talk about while they hit the 35 minute mark. Was Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, like, for the Miami Dolphins. It was signed up with the Miami Dolphins. That's that that's very interesting. I wouldn't exactly call him a starter. But it's very, very hard to assess Teddy Bridgewater because of the fact that he's been around the league quite a few, uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few years in a, quite a few teams. And I know he had a rough, he had a rough start to his career with the ACL tear, worked his ass off to get back, came back, ended up being the backup with New Orleans for a couple of years, then ended up walking, wanting to do his own thing, goes to the Panthers, underwhelming for the Panthers, ends up coming to the Broncos this past season, underwhelming for the Broncos. And now he's with the Dolphins as the backup. When honestly, it's really not that different between Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. You like, I think probably the only the only reason why I'm gonna give Teddy Bridgewater the leg up on the whole situation. It's probably because of the fact he's able to run a pro style offense and it's not going to be too much pistol based with, with Teddy Bridgewater. He provides mobility personally. Like I, I like I wanted Jimmy uh, Jacoby Brissett in the past before the 2019 season started. But looking at this 2020, 21 season with uh, Jacoby Brissett moving around in the pocket, the way he was moving, was 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 just disgusting and disappointing like he has no mobility whatsoever and hope and hopefully teddy bridgewater can provide that now 
I'm not going to necessarily say that Teddy's going to win the job because obviously the Dolphins are going to try to put two in situations, every possible situation for him to succeed. But let's not forget about the durability issue. Let's not forget about the durability issue where you can, you can, you can sit here, you could, you can say what you want about Tua, but at the end of the day, like we had the finger issue. Like it's, that was weird because of the fact that like he was suited up to play the game, but he didn't exactly play the game, play the game where he got the figure issue. And then we had the, we had the ribs, the rib shot against the Buffalo bills early on in the season. And though, and that wasn't again, that was against the tomato can pass rushers. Now we talk about Bob Miller. Yeah. Just thinking about it, just 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 this hurts my hurts my feelings. Just to look at the Dolphins and the the players that they've added, and just oh my goodness, everybody around them has gotten better. We got better a little bit, but everybody else has gotten light years better than us, and we just sitting here just uh, being average, just being average. But there's folks in the comment section. And the Miami Dolphins fan base that 1,000% believe in Tua, but I don't see it. I don't see it. He just, uh, you already know my frustrations with Tua. But I think we're going to sit here and we're going to call that a pod. We're sitting at the 38-minute mark. We're sitting at the 30-minute, 38-minute mark. Uh, be sure to go ahead and check out Bet, uh, our, Bet Us sponsoring the pod. Again, I lost my $40 today. Oh, betting on the Brooklyn Nets. They lost the game against the Dallas Mavericks today. Uh, 125% in sign-up bonuses. Type in the pro- pro- promo code JOIN125. Link's going to be in the description. Also, be sure to go ahead and uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media pages, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and on our Twitter page. This is the Not For The Bay Podcast. I'm up out of here, man.